Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtracks survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Frugal Snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Welcome to episode 76 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Brock Christina with me this week. It is the election episode. We're going to keep this very quick. We actually previously recorded um, part of the episode, but we of course had to restart um, so we want to get straight to it this week because we had to basically do a double take. So this is the election episode. Say hello, Christina. Hello. Today is Sunday, November the 6th? Yes. I believe, 2016. So we are in the anticipation of November 8th, that being election day here in the United States. So we got a lot of things to talk about this week. And we also wanted to talk about um, the different issues, etc., going into the election. Uh, as many of you will probably... Not listen to this episode until after the United States election on Tuesday for the presidency of the United States. Um, we definitely wish everyone the best when they head to the bowls this week. But we wanted to talk about the issues, etc. So let's go ahead and get into the episode this week. So, um, do you want to talk about uh, the conversion of the bonehead of the week? Yes. So we'll talk about this uh, issue. So, right now we're converting all the bonehead of the week uh, entries at this point into what we call the list. Yes. What is it? The list. The list. So... We found that over the past few weeks on this show that essentially we spend a lot of our time basically complaining about other people. Unfortunately. We do. And you can complain about us all we want. We're the ones with the show. So <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's like complain all you want. Complain all you want, but you don't have a show. So um, at any rate, we're able to get out there, basically tell people what we think. If you don't like it, then we're sorry you feel that way. But if you do like it, and by the way, we're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of support uh, throughout the web. We've actually had one of our best months ending in October, that we've ever had for the Philistines podcast. We definitely appreciate it. Keep listening to the show, everybody. So, basically, we're going to be converting all the Bonehead of the Week uh, entries and all the drama into the list. Yes. And what the list is, is essentially a, a running total of all of the things that bother us. Yes. So, whatever, if we talk about it on the show, that's fine. We'll be adding them to the list, and we'll be adding it to the podcast show notes as well. So... You'll be able to, if you are registered at frugalsnobs.com, you'll be able to catch the, sh- the podcast show notes. Ugh drinking too much coffee, you'll be able to catch the podcast show notes every single week. And as part of the show notes, you'll now be able to see all of the new list entries. So you used to see the bonehead of the week, all the stupid things that we've seen people do in the Washington, D.C. metro in our week. Um, we basically pick our favorites and then basically talk about it on the show. But instead, we'll be talking about all the things that annoy us in general. And that includes, in our case, yesterday, a young lady, probably mid-20s, pulling right out into traffic, didn't have the right of way, in a BMW, and basically thinks she's better than everybody else. Now, let me make something very clear. That BMW, she didn't buy it. No. Are you kidding me? At 25 years old, even if she was a young professional, you're paying off student loans at that point. What's more important? Your overpriced car. Which was a 328i, no. which is their economy yeah, car. That's, 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 that's like the economy line. The yeah. 300 series is the economy line yeah. of BMW. If you're going to have a, a BMW, get a 7 series. Spend the money. Five minimal. Get a five series minimal. That's like, that's like a nice mattress. Spend yeah. the money. It's 30 of your life, people. We'll get to that here in a second, too. So, <laughs> so anyway, pulls out, you know, again, puts her hands up at Christina in the snowmobile who beeped at her. She could have caused an accident. Hello, idiot. I was already creeped up. I mean, idiot. don't just cut out in traffic. A, such an idiot. 
Now, let's be honest here. Either her husband, who's probably 20 years older than her, a dirty old man, somebody like that probably bought it for her. We know where that's going. We know that, what that relationship's all about. Or probably her parents bought it for her to get her out of the house. Either way, she got help with it. I mean, no offense, but we could tell. I mean, trust yeah. me. I can tell a young professional person who's in their mid-20s that's earned their stripes and somebody who hasn't. She didn't. If they earned their stripes, they wouldn't have done something so stupid. Or self, so, something so selfish. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the I'm entitled because I got away with everything I wanted to in life. And by the way, if you're going around turn, keep your hand on the steering wheel. Yeah, that's true. And make sure you use a directional signal. She did not even do that. Let people know what you're going to do. She just made what? The list. She made the list. So that's the list. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about some things that happened this week. <laughs> and we'll get into the topic. So this week, um, quick product review. Who is ready for what? Who's ready for some tacos? Christina has this hilarious outburst. And there's a little backstory to this outburst. So this week, folks, due to the World Series situation, I had myself a Taco Bell Doritos Locos Taco for absolutely free. And congratulations to the Chicago Cubs for breaking their, what, 108-year yes. losing streak and winning the World Series. Yes, because the last time they won was in 1908. Which, by the way, I, quick thing about the World Series. It's not a World Series. You have a few Canadian teams, you know, that play in, in you know, the Major League Baseball or MLB here in the in the U.S. The U.S.-based league, and they call it the World Series. It's like the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's not the Super Bowl. It's not a global event. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, anyway. What? Just the way we kind of globalize everything. Of course we do, because we're, we're ethnocentric and egocentric here in the United True. States. True. And we're regiocentric, too. So, anyway... So, had myself a Doritos Locos taco this week. You didn't miss much, folks, on these free tacos. Um, beef, cheese, a little bit of toppings, soggy shell, kind of uh, powdered dust on the, on the shell. wasn't too terribly good. So, Doritos Locos taco, enjoy at your own risk. You can definitely make something better and also cheaper as well if you're buying fast food all the time. It's bad for you. Uh, take care of yourself. Now, that was the Doritos Locos taco. We also got some freebies this week, did we not? Yes, we did. Got the Wallaby uh, Greek yogurt. Yes. With separate compartment for fruit and also for yogurt. Yes. Very odd packaging. We picked up two of those at our local Harris Teeter this week. We also picked up the trolley candies, right? Yes. Ten two. ounces of trolley candy? Yeah, two five-ounce bags. That's right. So we got basically over a half a pound of free candy. Yes. So we'll be enjoying that sparingly, again, due to sugar and whatnot. So basically, that was an interesting week. But other than that, it was a very busy week. I had a lot of things going on work-wise. I think you did as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of things going on work-wise. I have a new person starting tomorrow on my team, so it should be interesting to get him in and hopefully offload some of my work. These 14-hour days are killing me. I've been doing it for months. Don't like it anymore. I want to get back to living. All right, so uh, that was pretty much the week other than our banknote finds. Yeah. So you got a disappointment this week with your banknote. Yeah, unfortunately. Christina received everybody, and believe the nerve here, a 1961 one Mexican peso banknote featuring the Aztec calendar, but the note was torn. Yes, and the guy has until the 9th to do something. If not, eBay will automatically refund me the money. That's right, so you bought this on eBay. Yes. And so we actually picked up two of these. The other note is actually in decent condition. Uh, one peso bill, Aztec calendar featured from 1961. Pretty cool bill. But again... This, this, this seller had multiples available, and he sent you a damaged bill. Yes, unfortunately. How ridiculous is that? It's ridiculous. Get your money back and get yourself a new bill. That's what I'm doing. Now, the other bill that we were able to pick up this week was the 10,000 Russian ruble note from 1919. Interesting bill. Folks, this bill is massive. It, it, it's a very, very large bill. I'd say it's seven inches long by about four inches tall. It's a big bill. Yeah, I mean, it does not... Because I have the 
three sleeve per eight and a half by eleven sheet holders. They basically fit in a binder. Yeah. Right? And they and they are oversized carriers to to hold another carrier which has a bill in it. Yes. This thing won't even fit in that large carrier. No, it won't. It's ridiculous. I we have no carriers for it other than a frame. Yeah. So it's a nineteen nineteen ten thousand Russian ruble banknote, a double headed eagle on the front and reverse sides of the note. Very cool bill. Um, in today's rubles, it would be to dollar uh, conversion. It would be worth one hundred and fifty-five dollars U.S. But of course, obviously, it's a historic note. But it's a cool note. Nineteen nineteen White Russian um, note. Also, excellent drinks. But <laughs> true, White Russians are amazing. They taste like ice cream. Uh, enjoy responsibly, folks. So, anyway, <laughs> but yes, a nineteen nineteen, what's known as a White Russian ten thousand ruble note. Uh, these are basically provisional notes. Uh, after the death of the Romanovs uh, in 1918, again, Russian royal family, also characterized by the two-headed eagle, which is part of the coat of arms for the Russian uh, monarchy. Uh, these notes essentially were printed during the, I guess, the tail end of the Russian Civil War before the Soviets took over. So, very cool note. Uh, happy with it. You have a 100, is it 100 Russian ruble note? Yes. From 1918, yes. the last year of the Romanovs, coming as well soon. And we also have the 1963 10 Mexican peso note? Yes, that's actually also due on Wednesday. My Russian uh, 1918 bill is due on the 15th uh, at latest. Wow, okay. So we got a lot of things going on. Got a lot of things coming. So, all right. So, a lot of things happening around here. Gotta be busy. That's right. We're also enjoying more of our Amazon Prime than we were, too, going chopping. Oh, yeah. Not shopping. Chopping. Yes. Get yourself your, your, your corporate budget filled in with your clothing, your $300 U.S. Yes, 14 pieces. Yes, from Amazon. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. And you are like rocking the chestnut hair today. Yes, I am. So everybody, Christina, who is, what, blonde, naturally? Yes. You are now chestnut. Yes, and it looks very nice. Yes, you're now chestnut. You look totally different. What did I tell you you looked like yesterday? I said you looked what? Beautiful. Yes, I did. I said you looked beautiful. See? Nice guy. So let's go ahead and get into uh, the episode this week. Ugh. Before we get into the episode, though, I did want to talk about this. Uh, folks, we are looking for new ways to get the podcast out there. So we definitely thank you for all of your listenership. And by the way, uh, we want to give out a last name, but to the first name of Heather from what it looks like to be Germany. Thank you, Heather, for your comments. Um, within the recent weeks, we actually had some really good comments from Heather about the show and the blog at frugalsnobs.com. We're really happy we can help everybody out. Um, and we hope you find us entertaining every week and also informative. So... Thank you, Heather. Thank you, everyone out there. Um, definitely works out in our favor. Also, October was one of our strongest months for the podcast, yeah. is it not? Yes. So we had some really nice numbers uh, put up for organic listens and also through syndication through the, the respective networks. Speaking of those respective networks, folks, we are negotiating right now to join the family of CastBox.fm. So CastBox.fm is supposedly trying <laughs> to be the first truly global network of podcasts. So again, this is not really necessarily a sponsorship. They don't sponsor this show. But I did want to promote podcasts uh, on CastBox. Now, they have a lot of different podcasts that you might catch on other networks, like on iTunes or on Stitcher. But CastBox.fm also has a number of podcasts that are unique. We're hoping to add ourselves to the listings. Uh, also, you can check out the app by going and downloading it at Google Play uh, as well. CastBox.fm, we're actually trying the app ourselves on Android devices, Christine and I both, just to see uh, what we'll be joining in the near future. So, really looking forward to castbox.fm. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll have more news on that as we move forward. Definitely excited, though. Yes. Ah, all right. So, this daylight savings time is totally screwing with me. Oh, understatement. 
um, and I believe it was Richard Nixon. I could be incorrect, but I believe it was Richard Nixon under his administration is what uh, introduced this whole daylight savings versus standard time thing. We it's ridiculous. We could actually try. So are you actually going to look this up? I was. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the episode. I'll let, I'll let Christina go ahead. I'll at least up. confirm. So whomever it was who had this grandiose idea of introducing standard versus daylight savings time, they just made what? The list. list. They made the list. Folks, it is the longest day of the year today. It'll be 25 hours due to the rollback by an hour. Now, of course, other states do not observe daylight savings, including Arizona. Well, the thing is, actually, um, it was first introduced by the mayor of Aurelia, Ontario. Ontario? Yes, William Sword Frost. Of Ontario. Yes. Of a city in the... In the, in the Ontario province of Canada? Yes. Ah, so the Canadians did it. Yes. That's <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> horrible. We like Canada, though. Yes. They listen to our show. So, by the way, thank you, our Canadian cousins, for screwing with our time. So I apologize to the Nixon administration. Got to stay conservative, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But it was a dark time during Watergate that was all made up. It's ridiculous. I will not I will not in any way acknowledge the whole issue with Richard Nixon. And yes, it was Richard Nixon <coughs> who signed into law the Emergency Daylight Savings Energy Conservation Act of 1973, beginning January 6th of 1974. Okay, so it was Nixon. Yes. Ugh, Richard Nixon, may you rest in peace. But whomever it whomever else it supported this, who may still be living in the United States, you're all on the list. On the list. Okay, let's keep moving. There is, should never be a, a thing called a 25-hour day. That's true. And now the sun will be setting much earlier. We're not going to start getting into the cooler months. Followed by, well, actually including and somewhat followed by the gray months. It's horrible here, folks. Ugh. Okay, a lot of things going on. A lot of yeah. things going on. So let's talk about the upcoming election, shall we? Yeah. All right, so everybody, I want to make a few things clear as we head into the election. Now, many of you will probably listen to this episode after Tuesday here in the United States, but we hope you do the right thing. We hope you, of course, cast your vote, do your civic duty. Cast your vote for the candidate of your choice here in the United States. If you are outside the United States, it's going to be very interesting in terms of foreign policy toward your respective home or host countries um, moving forward. Now, we have mentioned as conservatives on this, on this show that I think everybody knows who we're, we're casting our votes for. Yes. But I want to make something very clear, and I'm getting a little upset about this. So I've seen nothing this weekend except for complete bashing rhetoric against Donald Trump and, of course, against Hillary Clinton. It's getting to be ridiculous. Stop the mud flinging. All we've heard is radio spots for yeah. all of this. I mean, look, people have probably made up their minds by now. Yeah. Now, and especially those, the, the 37 million plus voters in the United States who have already absentee or early voted. I mean, come on, people. It's pointless to mudsling now. Well, yeah, you're a couple of days away and everyone's made up their mind and their decision. I mean, I, I think, and I've said this before, this would be a very polarizing election. And you're going to find... A lot of people, there's a lot of angry Americans out there, and I think there's a lot of people between New York and L.A. Yes. And I think a lot of people don't listen to those people or consider them. There's a lot of people between Buffalo and Miami. There's a lot of people out there that are upset. Yes. And this electorate is going to come out of the woodwork on both sides of the divide. I mean, you cannot please everyone. And, and, I mean, if you look at both candidates, um, in my opinion, again, it is not media that sways me here, but I do think Hillary Clinton it does have a very heavy stance that is establishment government. Donald Trump, on the other hand, is, to, I mean, he, to me, he just speaks to the regular human being. He does. I mean, everybody says that, oh, well, his electorate is the uneducated, 
uh, Americans who didn't go to college, etc. But no offense, everybody. That's the majority of this country. Yes. Only around 25 to 33% of our population has a college degree. Think about that, folks. One quarter to one third have a college education. Now, what do you think the other 67 to 75% have? A high school diploma. So who do you think in that electorate, that claim that the, that the liberals are making, that favors the conservative candidate? By default. Because people don't look. They don't read. Also, poll data is ridiculous to me. Poll data is so stupid. And how do they censor the people that they get on the poll? And who sponsors it? Exactly. It's 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 just like statistics. That's right. Statistics is not math. Anybody who thinks statistics is math, no, it is not. Statistics are nothing more than skewed data points which can be used by anyone to favor themselves. You mean manipulated? Of course. Skewed. I'll say skewed. (laughs) I skewed. Skewed's a better word. Manipulated is such a harsh word. Um, But... Listen, out there, everybody, I think sometimes people forget there's a lot of blue-collar Americans out there. And at the end of the day, even as a white-collar professional, I myself have very blue-collar values. I believe in working for everything you have. No one hands you a thing. I think it's important that you suffer sometimes. I think it's important that you live uh, below a certain level of means to help you appreciate how hard it is to earn a living. To humble yourself. It's not even to humble yourself. You need to appreciate those dollars you bring in because they're hard to get. True. And they're very competitive to get. See, people don't get that. People don't understand that it's like, well, get a job. Okay. Where's the job at? Exactly. But here, here's my view on that. Not only where's that job, but that's, that's an incomplete argument. It's not get a job. It's get, get the best job you can find. True. And you need to be informed on how to get it. Yes. And that's what brings in education. I mean, it, again, be great at everything that you do, everybody. Do, I mean, literally, wake up every morning and care about your life. And if you don't do that, I can see why you pick one candidate over another. But if you actually care about how people perceive you and you care about you know, being able to support your family, I mean, let me tell you something. There's a big difference between supporting your family living in, you know, a, 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 a how do I put it, economically disadvantaged set of means mm-hmm. versus an advantaged set of means. True. I mean, wouldn't you like to be able to pay your bills for the next five years without working? Oh, yeah. Not being able to worry about that, not having to worry about it. Wouldn't you like to be able to send your kids to college and comfortably pay for it? Yeah. And not tell them no because they're talented beyond belief, but they can't, they basically can't afford it by themselves, and maybe scholarship money didn't cover the whole thing? Yeah. I mean, do you want to disappoint your family? No, you don't. But, again, it's because of people out there that basically say, I'm I'm existing, that's good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. I am a firm believer and working for everything you have, and it's okay to make a good living. It's fine. It's good that you do that. Because if you do that, you help the economy. Mm-hmm. You help the economy. And it's ridiculous when people say, well, I'm not going to get promoted. Well, of course not. You have a bad attitude. And if you're mad about getting, not getting promoted or not getting advancement, do something about it. Go out there. You pay the 400 whopping dollars it costs to start a company. Every person in this country should be an entrepreneur. Everybody. Yes. Because it's the easiest thing for you to do. It's laughably simple to start a company, everybody. And all you have to do is focus on it. And all you have to do is be true to it. I'm not saying walk off your job today and start a company. Start part-time. Of course. Everybody should own a company. Now, and try to be original. Don't buy into the multi-level stuff that's out there because that's not a true business. No, it isn't. It makes you basically a representative for somebody else. And you fill their pockets while draining yours. But again, that's the, that is the dream that I would say one party wants to give you over another. Now, 
Again, salt of the earth, that's what I always respect. I respect blue-collar people that support themselves and their families. You know, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I, can't, I, I came from means. I left home at 18 with nothing, okay? I went to college, did really well because I, I needed to have grades so I had a place to live, okay? I didn't go home that much. You know, I've been through highs and lows in my life. Do you think I ever went home? No. No. And even when I was looking for work after a layoff at one point in my career, do you think my parents welcomed me back with open arms? No. No, they told me to figure it out. And what did I do? Figured it out. I figured it out. And see, I mean, that's who we need in the country. I mean, I don't care what party you're part of, and I'm sorry to be soapboxing here, but it's true. We need people that care about themselves. Respect yourself. Get some motivation and drive. And invest in yourself. Exactly. Education is good. And there's Training is good. And if you use it, it's good for you people. And there's several means to get cheap training to help advance your career. Yes. Yes. And what upsets me a lot is that I hear all the arguments about, well, if a certain candidate's elected, then Obamacare will change and all those other things. Who cares? Uh, who cares? Exactly. You should be looking at, at opportunities for yourself to be able to afford your health care and not worry about it. You should be able to stand on your own two feet. Yes. I agree. And at the end of the day, you sh your lifestyle should support you well enough that it does not matter who is elected president of the United States. No. You can handle it regardless. Yes, it should not. Whoever is president should not impact your life so deeply that... But it, it affects a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, and I've, I've heard this, this statistic before. Again, it's a statistic that one-third of people, I think you mentioned it to me, that one-third of people live paycheck to paycheck. Yes. Are you kidding? I'm being completely serious, when I, especially when I told you that. Well, if you look at it, I mean, I've, I've seen the per capita income data in this country. And nationwide, per capita income is under $45,000 a year. And I know people are saying, well, yeah, it is. That's sad. That is extremely sad to me. And here's why. It, it shocks me. Because you have people, and there's, everybody says, well, you have a disparate amount of wealth. Yes. Because that amplifies and magnifies the motivated versus the non-motivated. Exactly. That, that totally amplifies your point of be motivated and get things done. Take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Take care of yourself financially. Take care of your health. And I know people say things like, oh, well, eating healthy is expensive. No, it is not. No. No, it is not. It's not going to kill you to eat a carrot or an apple or get in the gym. Lift those weights. If you can't afford weights, find a weight. I mean... You can get weights at Goodwill for crying out loud. That's true. From Goodwill Industries, you can get weights. So or, or whatever charity like take, store that you take can... Take care of yourself. That's all I ask. And it's the same thing with this election, folks. I'll get back to the point here. But take care of yourself. And you don't even need weights to work out. It's true you don't. You can use resistance workouts. Or use your chair. Use a sofa. Yeah, resistance workout. <laughs> Simple. I mean... Your, your own body can meet your weights. You know, and I'm not saying that... Well, and, I, and I know I'm going to have listeners that say... Or that I turn people off that say... Well, you're just soapboxing, Justin, about yourself. No. Mm -mm. No. I'm going to tell every person listening to this show that I left home at the age of 18 and went out in the world with a physical condition that sets the world essentially against me, and I still made something out of myself. So anybody out there that says I'm grandstanding, I could not care less about how you feel. I couldn't because I've been dealing with people like you my entire life. You're just another one and I And I've dealt with you people my entire life. Because you know what's going to happen tonight? I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to sleep soundly throughout the night. And I'm not going to care about your opinions. So, I mean, again, it's all about yourself. Take care of yourself. I learned how to insulate myself. 
And the same thing goes for this election. I think you have one candidate who says everyone should be equal and everyone should benefit. And you have one who says, if you want to benefit, then compete. And I fully agree with the competition aspect of the, of, of the, the, the concept that the platform is, that he and or she essentially is focusing on. It's the competition aspect. I mean, we should be competing more. We should care about ourselves more. We should care about the economy more, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. And I think what I wanted to say about all this is that when it comes down to the self, I think this election is, is coming down to too many people looking at the candidates based on the entire platform versus the issues that an individual cares about. Like, for me, for example, everyone knows who do I support. You support Donald Trump. Yes, I do. I absolutely do. I support small government. I support big business. I support the salt of the earth, the entrepreneurs, the thinkers, the creators, the, the people who want to be great as people. Not as a group, but as people. As individuals. That's, yeah, but that's your leader. That's your leader. That's your hero. Okay? And if you have that kind of motivation and drive, things in life will work out for you. And I learned this lesson a few years ago during a layoff period before I took my current role. I was pretty down on myself. I looked, about, I looked around at myself and I thought, I have all this education. I have certifications in IT. I have a, a very good life. And it all was taken away from me. And now I'm nothing. And I can tell you that talking to a friend of mine, basically what this, this mentor friend of mine told me was, think that you are working. Think that you do have a good job. Because the more that you turn your mind around, the better people will come around you. And better people started showing up in my life. And it eventually culminated in a good role for myself now. But again, a lot of people don't think like that. They're self-defeatist. If I was born in this, this, this caste system, I'll always be in this caste system. That's ridiculous. No, you can always mm -hmm. pull up and away from where you think you should be. Or drop, depending on your behavior. Exactly. So, but again, looking at it this way, I think people should be looking at individual issues that help them yes. or that they care about. So for me, for example, the whole Roe v. Wade thing and overturning it and stuff like that, I, ugh, I'm so overhearing all the sensationalism of Trump of, you know, he, he's for... Uh, equal pay for men and women. Of course he is. Everybody says, well, no, he isn't. Yes, he never said he wasn't. Everybody says, oh, well, he treats women horribly. Uh, that's an opinion. But he never said certain things that people are saying he said. That he has a horrible stance on immigration. No. <laughs> He's no. just trying to protect this country. Of course. And if you look at the state of the border with our southern neighbors, it's a very thin deterrent. Yeah. Yes. I mean, people, the, the problem is, is that everyone says, well, this person's a horrible human being. That's an opinion, everyone. Because think about it. If you come, and, and, and I'll give this really, really good comment, and I actually have two. I was called on Friday a horrible human being. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm going to vote for what she deems to be a horrible human being. And that's a liberal. So the person doesn't know me that well, doesn't know my values, yet will insult me. That just... Shows proof of education on issues. And immaturity. Yes. Total immaturity. You know? And it's the same thing about... This is the same person who said, well, you know, she's, again, seven months pregnant, and when she has her kid, she's worried because Obamacare and, you know, infant care and things like that and coverage for herself. No offense, but you should have thought about all that before you decided to get pregnant. And that was a decision she and her husband made together. Yes. Okay? So all of that stuff, that should be irrelevant to you. You should have been insulated well enough before you decided to have a child. Yep. So this shouldn't matter. Exactly. That's my whole point. 
plan ahead, think for yourselves, people. Really, this election comes down to really two types of people. One type of people who make life happen, and one type of people that life happens to. Exactly. And I know, again, listener, those of you who criticize me, again, I will rebut by saying, I know you're probably going to say, well, life happens to everybody. And, I, and, I, and my response to you is, I agree. And I agree that some things you can't control, but you better control the heck out of the things you can. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to be prosperous, is control the things that you know how to control. And if you don't control them, your life's just going to spiral out of control. That's true. Like I said, the people that life happens to versus making things happen for themselves. Exactly. Self-sufficiency. So, for me, I think the election kind of boils down to the economy. Um, It boils down to caring about issues that you as an individual care about. This is not a party thing. This is not a candidate thing. It's not a race thing. It's not a color thing. It's me voting for the candidate that furthers my agenda for the issues that I, that I care about that they represent. I didn't say I agreed with every issue on the platform for my candidate. But they had the most. They, but they had the most pluses and, and positives in, in, in you know, the checklist. Exactly. In the list. <laughs> so, yes. The good list. That's the good list. So, I mean, again, you can call me a horrible human being because you make an assumption that I support every aspect of my candidate's platform. I do not. But again... You know, again, that makes me a horrible human being. All I'm asking is that people work your tail off and have the good things that you want in life because you earn it. Yes. I've earned everything. No one's ever handed me a thing. Someone else pays for those handles, and why, why should you be the one receiving it? That's right. That's right. Absolutely right. And, you know, again, I know people say, well, life's hard and things like that. And, and here's something else. The same person, by the way. They called me a horrible human being on Friday. At one point, we were talking about uh, police brutality, etc. Over the summer, there were obviously the number of shootings and incidents with police around the United States, unfortunate. And somehow or another, the, the topic made it to the fact that I was a white male under the age of 35, so I would probably not be arrested or be treated as harshly as a minority. How rude is that? That's, that's, that's incredibly rude. And, and let me make this very clear. For those of you out there that want to make this into a gender or a race thing, you're making it into this, not me. No. Right? So a person who says that to me, and by the way, this person who said it, this female, is Hispanic. And she is a female. It's fine. I'm not saying what she said was true, not true, etc. And I'm not saying what she said was motivated by her ethnicity or her gender. But regardless, people, not gender, not race, and that's what I said, People who think that way do nothing but perpetuate racism and then call themselves not racist. And they claim they're the victims. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have a problem. If you're mm-hmm. the one perpetuating the racism, you're not the victim. But we would. But again, as Caucasians, we are probably going to be considered racist. Unfortunately. Of course, and I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. Now, notice how I just formed that argument, that I didn't say that it was a, a race thing or a color thing. Yet someone decided to label me that way, who is of a minority. Okay? This is ridiculous. There's more racism in minorities than there are in the majority. I think so. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, it, it's a conditioned behavior. Because that's how they were raised. Regar- well, regardless of, if you're a mon- regardless of what your, your, race or ethni- your race, ethnicity, gender, it doesn't matter. Depending on how you were raised is going to dictate how you see the world, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're 
African American, Hispanic, Caucasian, Asian, uh, Native American, etc. That doesn't matter. I mean, when somebody says, oh, well, it's because you're white and under 35, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. If somebody does something wrong and commits a crime, there should be punishment under the law. Everyone gets the same punishment. But, but again, according to this individual, that's not true because of my gender and my ethnicity. And that should have nothing to do with it. No. No, it shouldn't. I wouldn't care if I was purple with pink polka dots. It would not matter. I wouldn't care if, if, there, if I had a non-gender. That, that, sh- that would not matter to me. I would still be where I am because I still have the ideals and values of becoming educated, articulate, learning things, learning what my rights are, learning what I can do to be a contributor to my community and to society, and making my life better and sharing my life with other people. Not making my life better for the group, but for myself. Yes. And, by the way, John Nash, great mathematician and economist and, and creator of the Nash Equilibrium, or indiscriminate equilibria. See, again, I can flex my education a little bit more. But again, since I'm Caucasian and under 35, I guess I'm not allowed to do that. Um, but again, I also worked for it, paid my way through school, but I'm a horrible human being for that. Ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, John Nash basically said that uh, the baseline of capitalism from Adam Smith, and again, I can't believe I'm giving a lecture here, but I am, is that the invisible hand would essentially fix the market. That was a, that was a Smith idea. And that capitalism is based on doing what is best for yourself. And John Nash also said, though, that one should do best for yourself while also doing what you can for everyone else. But again, he didn't say by sacrificing yourself for everyone else. You should do what's best for yourself that also does the best for society. Not doing the best for yourself for the sake of society. Agreed. Does that make sense? Agreed. That's kind of like saying, I could be a president of a Fortune 500 company as an individual, but if I have to take care of all these other people too, I can only be a senior manager. No. I'm going to do the best I can for myself. And I will give some contributions to society in the form of taxes. But no, I'm going to focus on me and my future. Why not? Yes. Yes. I mean, this whole election is coming down to a 20-80 split. The top 20% of Americans who hold, who hold, hold the majority of the wealth in this country essentially pay for the remaining, the remaining citizens. And they do. Let, let, let's be honest. I mean, I know people are going to get upset by what I just said, but get upset if you wish. It's true. The insanely wealthy in this country tend to pay for the rest of the country. Okay? Regardless of, of who your candidate of choice is, you don't think Hillary Clinton is already wealthy? Yes! Is Donald Trump insanely wealthy? Yes. And then everybody says, well, he's not a good businessman. He went bankrupt three times. People. Define bankrupt. Yes. And Trump bankrupt is not, in, it's not the average person bankrupt. I mean, again, it's because people have never had that before. They've never seen it. I mean, it's, it's true. Tell me I'm wrong in this statement. If you start with nothing and climb the ladder, when you make it to the top, do you ever want to go back? No. Yeah. Do you think I want to ever go back to sitting in my apartment in Tampa, Florida with my windows open when I was, ni- when I was you know, 23 years old, not being able to afford air conditioning in apartments where I couldn't afford furniture when I was younger? No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I don't. I would rather keep my nice life and keep aspiring for more than look back at that 
and I appreciate where I came from, but I don't want to go back to it. So there is only one choice for me in terms of the next president of the United States of America. And I don't agree with everything he thinks. I don't agree with everything he says. But for me to have the life I have and to prosper as a young professional in this country, and it's okay to make a good living, there is one candidate for me, and that's it. Same Agreed? here. I mean, to give you the opportunities that you need and to live to that potential, there is only one candidate choice for us. So if you disagree with what we said, that's fine. Everyone do their own opinion. That's right. Will I attack you for it? Of course not. But at the same time, we at least live the life that, that basically is embodied by one candidate. Yes. Okay? It's not a, well, he's a bigot, and he's a racist, and he's horrible. The way I look at it is, that's fine. You can have your opinion. But if you really want to do something about people like that, then run for office. You're not going to do that. You're going to sit at home on your couch... And you're going to complain. And that's all you know how to do. That's right. Versus taking action and doing something about it. You cannot say that you don't respect the man for at least doing what he did. Right. He ran for office and did something about it. Again, it's George W. Bush all over again. Everybody criticized George W. Bush. And in his Sean Hannity interview, he openly said, criticize my administration for all you want. But two things happened. One, I was president for eight years. That's my maximum term limit. So, obviously, I did something right. Yes. And two, if you don't like it, then run. And that quieted a lot of people pretty fast. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's a very blunt and, in I won't say in your face, but a very calling statement. Yes. Of, if you want it, go get it. But you probably won't. If you don't, shut up. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. It's like, you know what? Do the things you ran your mouth about. Or don't say anything, because you'll be ignored anyway. <laughs> it's true. So anyway, folks, I'm sorry. I'm monopolized this episode. <laughs> no, it was good points, though. But it's true. I mean, you should care about... You should be voting based around how your life as an individual is impacted. And you should be voting around the things you want for yourself, for your family, for your children. Do you want jobs for your children one day? Yeah. Do you want good education for your children one day? Yes. Do you want them to be motivated to attend good schools? Yes. And, and to learn and to aspire to learn. You know, when, when I was in school, I cared so much about, especially in college, once I got through my freshman year and actually got serious about my studies, I was reading every textbook I could. Not just my class books, but other books. Arming myself. Because I knew in the, in the world, it's very competitive. And let me tell you something. Before I took this job, I think everybody knows that I was actually supposed to be still in Florida and taking a job with a large auditor. Now, before I went and, and, you know, finished up with this auditor in terms of the opportunity, uh, unfortunately it fell through for myself and everyone else who was also considered, by the way, I had to go to New York City for an interview. Now, you get out of, you know, the airport, out, out at LaGuardia, and you grab a cab, and you just see the vastness of this metropolis, and the noise, and the people, and you get to Park Avenue, one of the wealthiest streets in the entire world, and you get out of this cab... You pay your cabbie an insane amount of money, by the way, right? You go and you get on an elevator. You go to the 37th floor of this building. You know, most people live in, in cities where the tallest building in town is 10 stories at most. Yeah. Okay, 37th floor, okay? And you just think about the billions of dollars and of commerce that occur every hour in a place like this. Most people will never see that. They never feel that. You know, 
you'll never feel sitting on a plane in the best suit you could afford, scared to death about an interview, right? Because this can make or break your life. Most people will never feel that feeling. So I would rather feel that feeling about a great opportunity and maybe taking a different one than to never feel that thrill ever. And I think that one candidate's going to give you that, that exhilaration and one candidate won't. Yeah. One candidate's going to say, you're working, aren't you? Yeah. Versus you're thriving, aren't you? Good point. And <clears throat> Donald Trump did say in many of his speeches that Americans were, were going to be great again. And don't you want to feel that way? Don't you want to feel like you accomplished something during yeah. your workday? That you didn't just make a paycheck? Yeah. See, that's the problem with, with the other candidate agenda, I feel, is that it's, it's more of a opportunity, jobs, jobs, jobs. Which, what they're not going to tell you is half those jobs are part-time. Yeah. You know, and they're retail-based part-time. You know, versus a, I'm going to make sure you make a minimum of this much money. And I'm going to make sure that you have benefits. And I'm going to make sure you can afford those benefits. You know, I'm going to make sure you get education and training and you become viable. Again, it's the, you're working, aren't you? You have a job, don't you? Yeah, sure you do. But look at the quality of that job versus what you could have under another leader. True. Again, Barack Obama basically touted that he created so many jobs. Yeah, seasonal and part-time. Nothing permanent. Exactly. That's not good enough. No, we need better. We need... You need more STEM-based jobs. Yeah. Science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And for anybody out there that says, well, that's too hard, well, enjoy being mediocre because that's where we're going. Enjoy and we, retail. Yeah. And that's where we need to go in terms of STEM. We need to move to be more competitive. And I, I do feel, yet again, I know that, that politicians for politicians sake, even though Donald Trump is an anti-politician... I feel that he has a better chance of getting us there. Yeah. Than Hillary Clinton does. He is a businessman. She is a lawyer. There's a total difference There's between a the two. Huge difference, and they hate each other. <laughs> Business people can't stand attorneys. You know why? Because they get in the way of everything. Exactly. They get in the absolute way of everything. They get in the way to trade. They get in the way to expand your company. They get in the way of patents and trademarks. They get in the way of copyright. They get in the way of everything. They are anti-business in most cases, unless it supports or benefits them. And if you're a young attorney out there, I, and I apologize if I offended you, but defend your position, and that's perfectly fine. You can send comments to, to contact frugalsnobs.com or frugalsnobs at gmail.com. Notice that I just ran my mouth on this show, and I invite, I invite your feedback and commentary. Fair? Yes. <laughs> so, we look forward to hearing from you. That's right. You, you do realize that you know, if I ran for local office, do you think I would win? I think you would. Well, because I'm, I'm a no BS kind of guy. Exactly. I, won't, I won't offend you, but I will give you a staunch argument and force you to defend yourself. Because that's exactly what you would do to me. And you better be able to think on your toes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, oh, all right. So, man, I just talked a lot. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Again, we hope you found the episode at least thought-provoking. If you don't like what we had to say, we apologize you feel that way, but I'm not going to apologize for how I really feel. At least think about what we said. That's right. And we're not saying that you're right. We're not saying we're right. All we're saying is, people, you need to do the right thing for yourselves. Don't look at just the entire platform. Don't look at the party. Look at the individual issues that speak to you more. Uh, again, like, like we've said, as two young professionals uh, who have no children, we have double income, so we're dinks, so to speak, double income, no kids. 
um, we have our agenda. And that agenda, we do not feel, fits well with a liberal platform. Okay? We're not single parents. We don't have young children. Um, if we were to have children, I think, Christina, you, you agree with me that if we were to, I mean, and again, and we'll openly just, just we'll go ahead and divulge it here, we are a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, that, because I don't think we've ever told people before. No. Yeah, we are a couple, by the way, everybody. That's why we do the show every week, every week together. Um, I don't think that if we were going to have children, do you think we would plan it? I don't think we would, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah. We wouldn't just have a kid and say, all right, society, take care of my kid. And that's what half these people do out there. Of course. Of course. Society, take care of my child. No. <laughs> no. So... I mean, again, I, again, here in the studio, folks, no kidding, we can hear a child squealing outside. Probably unsupervised, et cetera, et cetera. As always. Yeah. But um, it just, it's, it's amazing to us. Just, it, it hurts. It hurts me to see so many people almost in a way give up, you know, what their lives could have been like versus planning and trying hard. You know, and it's, it, I don't feel angry at those people. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Just so bad for them that they felt so defeated at some point in their lives that they couldn't get out of a funk. And it just, it, it kind of makes you think also about their self-esteem. Yeah. I mean, everyone can say, I, I've been called pompous, arrogant. That's fine. That's fine. But at the end of the day, my hand will be raised. Come, pardon my language, folks, come hell or high water, I will be victorious in life. I've worked too hard not to be. Exactly. And if you don't like what I said... You want to come get it, because I will give you every fight. I will tooth, nail, and claw you to death if I have to, to have what I need. So, we need more people like that in this country. Exactly. I'm not saying be violent or be angry at other people. It's the, you will fight for everything that you believe in to that, that point. And most people will run their mouths, and they won't do anything. And that's how I feel this country's been divided. I think you have people who will fight for everything and have fought for everything. You have uh, many of this, of this country's business community is siding with the conservative platform. Because think about it. They came from nothing. They built everything. Versus people who didn't or people who have regret. Yeah. I'm tired of living in a society with constant regret. So, at any rate, folks, again, do the right thing for yourselves this Tuesday if you're here in the United States. If you're outside the United States, it's going to be very interesting to see how this election affects... Uh, your perceptions of us as Americans, it will, it will definitely, um, I think, affect how uh, foreign policy is conducted uh, with your home or host countries. And um, I think everyone should do the right thing for themselves on Tuesday. Not for their groups, not for their, not for their social communities of people, but do the right thing for yourself. And I think that's the best thing for everybody. Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. All right, everybody. So we're going to wrap it up? Yes. All right, folks. On Tuesday, get out there. In the, in the United States here, folks, if you are in our listening community here in the States, uh, go ahead and perform your civic duty and vote and cast your vote for your candidate uh, of choice as well as for your state, local elections, et cetera, et cetera. So get out there. Take care of business, everybody. Take care. Be well. Never pay retail. And again, be on the lookout for the list at frugalsnobs.com. Again, be well. Never pay retail. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye, everybody. <laughs>